It's your radio, the future of radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Serious Business and Not So Serious. This evening, we will welcome Anna Maria Prizio, and she has written a book, Confessions of a Feng Shui Ghostbuster. I think this sounds kind of fun. Um, Not only is it going to be fun, it's going to be informative. It will give you suggestions on how to place items around your home. It will teach you about harmony within yourself and within your home. Anna Maria Prezio, and I hope I'm saying this right, Anna Maria, is stuck in traffic, so she's going to be a little late. And that's just fine because I can tell you a little bit about Anna Maria while we're waiting for her to come. Um, She is a professional feng shui consultant, and she has audited hundreds of feng shui sites. Her clients include Hollywood producers, directors, actors, doctors, architects, and corporate executives. Um, as a marketing consultant in healthcare, entertainment, and the nonprofit sectors, Anna Maria has incorporated her knowledge of feng shui and its effects on personal environments to enhance people's lives. Anna Maria's mission is to help people gain the knowledge and the tools of feng shui to improve and enhance their wealth, your health, creativity, and your relationships. Anna Maria is a writer. She has published screenplays, articles, and books. This is one busy lady. She has um, a love of the visual arts that have led her to produce feature films, film shorts, music videos, and photography. I'm telling you that, uh, wow, I'm just kind of tired just thinking of all of the energy this woman expends. Anna Maria's experience, feng shui knowledge, and highly intuitive talent gives her the ability to sense people, places, and things which help to nurture and facilitate her clients' lifestyles. Hey, bird lover moms, blessed be to you. Nice to see you. I don't know if you were here, bird lover, uh, but Anna Maria is stuck in traffic in Los Angeles, California. She'll probably be five or ten minutes late. But she will be here. She sounds really fascinating to me. Um, our call-in number is 646-716-9034. I want to tell you a little bit about Anna Maria's book while we're waiting for her to show up. I'm going to say hi to Bird Lover when you get in. Um, my co- uh, Before I tell you about Anna Maria's book, I want to tell you that my co-host, Corey Live, is sitting next to me and his... He's trying to get in the chat room so he can say hi to you, Roseanne. And uh, his computer was updating. What a weird time to be updating when I need him here. But he's he's on his way in. Sobe, one of our, there's Corey. Hello, Corey. Sobe is trying to get into the chat room. She's having a little bit of a problem. And I am certainly hoping that uh, we will have a nice group of people and that everyone will call in and speak with Anna Maria when she's uh, available. Um, Anna Maria, as uh, I've told you, has written a book called Confessions of a Feng Shui Ghostbuster. Uh, She wrote this book to enlighten you, the reader, and about Feng Shui and what it can mean for you and to reveal how feng shui connects and relates to clearing negative energies, which can often be ghosts or spirits. Um, and our guest in our chat room is, is uh, Bird Lover Mom, also known as Roseanne, who will be our guest on April 3rd, Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. And Roseanne will be giving tarot card readings for all of our guests and callers, our chat room people. And uh, so we look forward to that. Uh, Roseanne is very, very popular with the blog talk world and with the people in her community and and surrounding communities. So let me tell you, um, if you get a chance, be sure and pick up this book and you will see that uh, there is... (coughs) Corey. Yeah, there is a button to Amazon.com which... I believe, yes, has a direct link so that you can buy this book. And also, we will be giving uh, Anna Maria's website, which is 
www.prezio.com. Oh, nope, that's her email. You don't want that. You want www. That can't be her website. Let me look at that. That doesn't look right. Does that look like it? I thought it had a different name. Oh, that's that's her. You're right, Corey. Corey's right. Don't anybody say that. I said that because I didn't say that. www.prezio.com. P-R-E-Z-I-O is um, the website. You can go there and purchase Anna Maria's book. Her publicist, Denise, is a really cool lady. I have enjoyed talking to her, and she is so excited about her authors. And so we know that with that excitement that Denise has and with the talent that her authors have, that um, these ladies are going to just really hit it big. And I think that Anna Maria has really hit on a topic here that many people are very interested in. Um, I'm going to turn you over to Corey, and he's going to give you a few updates on things that he's been doing, and he's going to give you a little plug for Leopard Lady, which is a show that he is producer of. So here's Corey. Hey, everyone. It's so glad to... I'm, it's so glad. It's so glad. <laughs> it's so glad that I'm here. I am, <laughs> I am so glad to be here, and I've had a rough week, but other than that, I am back up and about... And I've been working on some projects such as NTL Rock Radio, which you can get the information on that at ntlrockradio.com. I will place that thing in the chat for you. And working on some things for leopardlady.net, as well as my own show, The Radio Bedroom. It's coming back soon. Keep checking for the date. And it's it's been an interesting... Um, it's been a really interesting thing. I will say Leopard Lady is coming out to the East Coast, as many of you may or may not know. She is from Nebraska, and she's coming out to the East Coast. And we have a friend, Artie, from a band who got into a serious accident. And we're going to be working on some things and going down and visiting and stuff. So she's going to be coming over here. I'm going to be going down there. So there'll be a lot of Corey and Leopard Lady on the road, which we will be live a lot on the road. So that'll be cool. And other than that, I'm just sitting here working with my mom on serious business. So with my show bringing a comeback with new guests and new people within a month, NTL Rock Radio bringing new guests to you all the time, such as this week, this week we actually had a great guest. We had House of Nasty and ESP Entertainment. That's a band from the 80s, so that's great. The week before that, we had Chris Caffrey. And we've got a caller from 818. Hello. Hi there. This is Anna Maria Prezio. Hello. Hi. I'm going to give you to my mom, who is the host. Okay. And okay. Anna Maria? Hi there. Hello, welcome to the show. Heard you were stuck in traffic. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I think what people say about um, the 405 in Los Angeles is absolutely true. (laughs) Oh, I just, when Denise called and said you were stuck in traffic, I could just picture the traffic in L.A. That was an hour and a half. Uh, That was an hour and a half. And you only have three miles to go, right? (laughs) That's right. How did you know that? How did you know that? Oh, it's just that that uh, Finchway intuition I was having there. I just got that from reading about you and in your book. You know, I garnered all that knowledge. And did I impress you just then? You were so <laughs> impressive. I'm just, I'm just really spinning from it. Oh, geez. Well, uh, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you could join us. And uh, I've been you. telling. Um, am I saying Finchway right? Yeah, feng shui. Some people say feng shui, but feng shui is fine. <laughs> feng shui? I Some feel like I'm do. ordering off a Chinese menu. I know, I know. But it's well, not I've, right. It's really feng shui. Feng, feng shui. So yes. I'm saying thin, and I should be saying fun. 
Fung, yeah. Fung. Fung, fung. shui's. All right, fung everybody shui. in blog talk land, repeat after me. <laughs> fung shui. Ghostbusters. I have to tell you that um, just uh, just the title of your book, I mean, what a hook. It just jumped right out at me because, number one, we have feng shui, which is bringing peace and harmony into your home and yourself. And then we have Ghostbusters, and who doesn't love Ghostbusters? Yeah. You know, that's that's really quite yeah. fascinating. Now, what... what um, I'm curious how you made the connection between the two. Is I'm not a feng shui, um, not real knowledgeable. So mm-hmm. you know, you're winging it here. You're going to fill us all with your knowledge oh, because I'm, okay. I'm not really, I'm not really certain um, what I'm talking about totally. I mean, I, I watch HGTV. Okay, that's, that's the limit of my feng shui. So what, what brought together the spiritual, the ghost world? into feng shui is this something that has always been a part of it and you're just bringing it to our knowledge and and, you know letting us know about it or is this something that that came to you because i see that you you're quite a busy lady oh thank you (laughs) wow all that you do just makes me tired just reading that oh my gosh and i thought i was busy So, so what is the connection where did you find this connection well, um, okay, it's the theory of yin and yang. It's the theory of dark versus light. It's the theory that um, everything is energy, and there's um, stagnant energy, and then there's clear and clean and very good energy called chi. Now, um, when a house is not in um, a yang energy, a light and active and clean and clear environment, then we have stagnation, which is yin. And entities and ghosts and supernatural forces like to live in yin energy. They like to exist in, in, in yin energy. And I connected the two because when you clear an entity from a home, if you feng shui the home, if you use those principles, then they don't come back. They don't like to to exist in those energies. And so I'm the first one to write a book of this kind because I connected the dots. And I realized after doing, you know, 12, 13 years of this, that um, the clean energies, the clear yang energies, they don't want to be there. And so I had to write this book. But the genesis is really because I started seeing ghosts when I was, a little kid in a small village in uh, Italy where I was born. And mm-hmm. um, I started to see ghosts when I was very young. I, I saw these um, energies, these entities. And um, back then, um, you know, a lot of people told stories about ghosts, but when you actually saw them was a different story. And so I had to go back to that um, experience and tell the story, mostly because I I wanted to take the fear out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that kids who can see ghosts, and they see ghosts pretty much more so than we do as adults, and uh, they're afraid to tell about it. And so, you know, the things that go bump in the night and, you know, the... Um, um, the, the surprise that parents have when their children talk about it and, and the surprise and the chastation that goes with the, the, you know, they're chastised into thinking that, well, you know, it's their imagination and, you know, they should stop talking nonsense. You know, exactly. go to bed and go to sleep and stop imagining things. Yeah, well, because uh, I, I want to just impart to you that when I was young, that I had visualizations of, of or materializations of uh, entities, of people that had passed on to the other world. My mother was fine with it and understood that this was for real. My dad, on the other hand, would have just as soon got a belt out and spanked my hiney, which he didn't yeah. do that. But, you know, he, he, that was his, you know, his, his take on it. So I know exactly what you're saying there. Yeah. And I still can tell you if a place is haunted or not. I can walk by it, and I can tell you if if there's a spirit in there. Wow, wow. So you have those uh, sensing abilities. Yeah. Do you uh, see limited. them now? Do I? Are you sure. able to see them, yeah? 
sometimes uh, my last house was uh, haunted for approximately three months by the the old gentleman that had lived there for many years and died there. Mm-hmm. And my feeling was that uh, he was there to make sure that we were okay and could live in his house. And uh, this house that I'm in now has a child up in the attic who wow. loves to open the attic door and, and, and is a prankster. But uh, we live in Maine, mm-hmm. and Maine is well noted for uh, all the, the uh, spirits that live in, in houses out and about. So, you know, it's um, it's not uncommon here. <laughs> and, of course, we have Stephen King, so oh, he just makes right. people everybody know. <laughs> but I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to... to, to to let you know that I, I share with you that ability. Do you still have that ability? Yes, I do. I do. I, I am, I'm, I'm a sensing empath, and so I can see them and understand them. And I saw my mom after she died, and my siblings didn't. And so they were a little bit jealous that I saw her, and they didn't. Yeah, I can but, say uh, that they were jealous. Yeah, yeah. But, you know... Um, there are there are lots of ghosts and entities around us that we don't see, and just because we don't see them doesn't mean they're not all around us. And uh, you know that's the other part of it is that there, this energy is just a very strong energy that comes to us, and sometimes they're here to teach us something or to show us something or to resolve something that they didn't get resolved when they were here. Um, and and it may be that someone died in the house and remained there uh, and didn't cross over and didn't feel that it was um, um, that they had left or that they had died. So and and they have unresolved work to do, and so they stick around. But um, there are many people who can see ghosts, and there are many people who can see them, and they don't talk about it because they're afraid as I said before, of being criticized, of being thought they're crazy, um, of being, you know, just um, humiliated and embarrassed by by other people. So they don't talk about it. Now I'm getting all kinds of feedback from people that they've never been able to tell other people before and that they've never been able to express these um, things that they saw. And, And apparitions are things that we don't have to fear. We really don't have to fear it. So um, when when I get told these stories, it's almost a relief that they can um, purge these uh-huh. uh, incidences, you know. I find that sometimes if you share that you have these abilities, that it frightens people of you. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, that's, some people are so frightened by it that they shy away from you forevermore uh, because Perhaps they think you're reading their mind, which I don't, mm-hmm. uh, or that you can see inside them, or that you know you're just spooky. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's um, I normally now the whole world knows that. <laughs> normally <laughs> I don't spread it around. Uh, there mm-hmm. are people that will ask me to come to their houses or come to a house mm-hmm. that they're considering renting or leasing or buying, and uh, just to see how I feel about it. And yeah. once, once I go by or inside or. Some of the houses I've been, there's a couple of houses and you couldn't even get me to set my foot in. Right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, so, yeah. So I've been to houses like that too. Yeah. And and it's very um, telling. The houses, houses speak. You know, they tell us what what's going on. Uh, when now, you enter, do, I'm sorry. How do you know when when a house is haunted with ghosts? What what are the signs that you look for? Well, first of all, um, I get calls from people who um, have seen ghosts. And so that's that's real clear to me. And sometimes it isn't so clear. Sometimes it's um, a noise or uh, an interruption. They can't sleep. The doors keep slamming, and there's, you know, hammering on the roof, and and they just can't sleep. They're bothered by these um, entities. And and the reason why I say entities is because they've tried everything else. They've fixed the doors. They've, you know, done everything that they possibly could to um, clear their environment and to clear these um, windows and doors and shutters and slamming and all these noises. So they call me when they're exasperated. They're just, they've just had enough. And, um, and, they, and they call, sometimes they call and, and, and don't say it right away, and they uh, call me in to feng shui it. So, you know, imagine writing a book about feng shui and ghost busting. Half, the pe- half people don't even know what feng shui is, 
And then I combine the two, and everybody's like, oh, wow, this is really, you know, how did you do this? But it is really a book that guides you if you want to get rid of them yourself or you want to have some peace and quiet. And you can do this yourself if you if you can. Sometimes the entities are pretty strong, though, and you do have to call an expert in to help you clear um, that particular um, spirit or ghost. Yeah, so, now your, um, your book is... Uh um, available on your website, am I correct? Yes, it's available on Prezio.com. That's P-R-E-Z as in zebra, I-O. And um, that's Prezio.com, and you can buy my book on my website. In fact, if you go to my website, you will get a free ebook called Power and Prosperity Through Feng Shui and Color if you put in your name and your email address. Well, but the book is available on that. And, that, and you know, that Power and Prosperity book is a very, very good book if you're wanting to know your colors that enhance you, the power colors, the prosperity colors for your house, and if you're, especially if you're remodeling or you're wanting to paint a room, it'll tell you which sections are good for what colors. And um, that's, a, that's a pretty handy book to have around. It certainly sounds like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, feng shui, just, just give me, I'm going to tell you what I think feng shui is. Okay. Okay, or feng okay. shui, feng okay. shui. I'll spit this out right <laughs> sooner or later. I always thought, and, and remember I mentioned I, I watch HGTV. Mm-hmm. If I watch TV, it's usually that. Mm-hmm. My thought about feng shui is that it's how you place things in your home like instead of on the left wall, it should be on the right wall. And the colors, as you mentioned, colors are very important. And it's all about creating a calmness. Does that is is that anywhere near correct? It's pretty close. Um, it's creating a harmonic environment. It's creating an environment um, where you could live your life and not just in, in peace and serenity, but you can be more creative. You can be more productive. You can create more things with your life. You can, have, you can improve your health if your um, environment is harmonious. You can create better uh, relationships. And it, you can create um, wealth. And, and well, by wealth, I mean it's not just a monetary wealth that I speak of. It's also... Wealth comes in many forms. You could have abundance by having wonderful friends in your life who have things that they share with you. Um, so, it, you know, it goes beyond um, the just the wealth, the, the money wealth. It goes beyond that. So it can help you through all kinds of um, issues that you might be having in your life. Maybe your office, where you should have your bedroom is where your bathroom is. Or maybe, you know, you could have things that are off kilter. And once you balance and harmonize your house through the methods of feng shui, then you can have a better uh, balanced environment. And um, you'll feel it because you know when you've walked into some homes that it feels less harmonic. And then you walk into homes where you thought, wow, this is so nice and serene. And Mm -hmm. I want to stay. I want to stick around. I don't want to leave. And... That's the difference. Now, has, um, any, has anyone ever asked you during an interview, and I, I bet you every single person has asked you, what is your home like? Well, people who walk into my home say, wow, this feels good. This is nice. This is so nice. You have a nice me. house. <laughs> <laughs> so this feels good. And people want to si- stick around, and they want to sit down and, and you know, hang out with me. <laughs> That's very nice. So, so obviously you've got it down pat. Um, well, not every, not all houses are perfect, and I don't really believe that there are many good feng shui homes. In other words, um, if if the best time to use someone like me is before you build a home, so that you can get the exact environment that is is suitable for you then you would have a good facing, a good sitting, your door would be in the right place. Not every house is good for you. And and you're not good for every house. 
also it, it's distinguishable by the individuals who live there and, and the home in the way that the home is positioned. So if you position a home a certain way in a certain plot and the plot is healthy earth, in other words, the earth that the house is built on doesn't have previous negative energies in it and you have good energy flow, then, you know, the best time to call me is when your architect is making plans so that we don't put the bathroom in the wrong place and we don't put the bedroom in a, in a healthy place where, you know, you've put the bathroom. So that's the difference. Um, so, you know, when when you are in your home and you feel some kind of discomfort, you feel that things aren't going right, things aren't flowing right, and they never have since you've moved into that house. Well, then it's time to take a look at the equation. Then it's time for a professional to come in and say, you know what, let's do, let, let me evaluate it. And um, so I come in and I audit your house and I use a compass. I use directions. I use a grid. I use a medical equation because it is a science. I know a lot of people don't believe it's a science, but it's not woo-woo. <laughs> it is something um, I am, I've got a Ph.D. in environmental and spiritual reconstruction, so it, it, it is what it is, and um, it's, not, it's not that difficult to understand it once you have the knowledge. So it's not a religion, and it's not a cult, and it's not magic, and it's not superstition, but it's traditionally um, a... Uh, an appropriate system that was used for royalty. Um, and yes, you do place objects in the environment in a certain area, but it's not just about placing furniture in a position where it's a better place to put a sofa here rather than here. It's not just about that. And then think about it. Now, once you have everything harmonized, you feel comfort and you feel um, a certain... Um, connection and you feel that you're along with your home homes have energy you have energy and you kind of meld into that likeness and then you have prosperity you have motivation you have creativity and and you're abundant in other things so that's what a good feng shui environment can provide for you so basically you know the dictionary definition of feng shui, as it's traditionally known, is the practice of creating harmonious surroundings that enhance the balance of yin and yang, and as in arranging furniture. That's the definition. And even if the thesaurus definition says that it's interior decorating, interior design, furnishing a room, furnishing a location, but it's not just that, you know. It's not just rearranging or cleaning up your home and, oh, it's good feng shui. Let me, let me feng shui my house today. But it's, it's, a, it's, it's misunderstood in many ways. But when it's used correctly, feng shui is a metaphysical approach and a scientific approach that um, has a profound experience that you, you can gain with an open mind and unlimited, unlimited um, uses for it. Wow, Anna Maria, I'm going to bring Roseanne on. She's on the. She will be on the line, and I think she has a question for you. Welcome, welcome, Roseanne. Please meet Anna Maria. Hi, Roseanne. Hello, Roseanne. Hmm. I'm not quite sure where she's at. Um, she should be here. Roseanne, can you hear us? Bird lover, hello. <laughs> hello. Roseanne is a bird lover? She, but Roseanne is a bird lover, and she is also our guest uh, the first Friday in April at 7 oh, p.m. She is a tarot card reader, and she is a a guest uh, with us about once a month, and she has a wonderful following that really um, enjoys um, her tarot card readings. I, I don't, I've got her on the air, but I don't know where she's at. <laughs> so we're going to wing it, I guess, and, and she'll just pop in. Um, for, 
perhaps when she can hear us, we have another caller, 507. Yes. Um, uh, we have another caller, and I'm bringing her on, I hope. <laughs> I hope. Roseanne, are you there? Uh, caller from area code 507, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> Hello, area code 507, welcome to the Hello. show. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Meet Anna Maria. This is uh, uh, Barbara from Minnesota, am I correct? That's correct. Hi, and Barbara from Minnesota. Hi there. <laughs> I finally got into the show. I didn't hear the very beginning, but I, I did finally get in so I could hear what was going on. I think it's pretty interesting. I love listening to this, these things on this show. Um, and I do have one question. Is there a time uh, limit or uh, when you should change your furniture and do all that? Because I'm not a furniture mover. Once I get set, I, that way it could be that way for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, actually, no, there is no no time limit or time set. If the furniture is um, in a place where you feel totally comfortable, uh, then you know, and you're okay with your environment, then. Um, it's it's you know it's your choice whether you want to move it or not. But um, if you feel that there's some kind of a disruption in your life, you would know. If people who call me to help them know when there's a disruption in their house. It's they either have a problem with their their happy. They have a problem with their happiness. Okay. They're they're wanting to increase their prosperity, their health, their vitality, their productivity. They're in a slump. Um, they've had a divorce, they've had problems with their kids, they've had uh, money issues, and all of them um, were a result of being in that particular space, that place. Sure. And so if, if you have these things um, uh, snowball into each other, then there's something, there's something not right. Right, um, okay. But but if you're okay with where your furniture is, there is no time frame. Really. No, I was just wondering because I just just this year and it's been like I said twenty years <laughs> since I've done any painting or anything. <laughs> and so I decided to paint the hall and the bedroom and the and move a little furniture around in the new bedroom. curtains. Yes, new curtains. You know, mm-hmm. I just did a little updating. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just wondering, you know. <laughs> yeah, houses usually have a period of time. We're right now in period eight, and period eight is for 20 years, and it started in 2004, and the energies shift after that when you're in a home. So it's good to look at your chart when you moved in, when the house was built, and those are determining factors uh, oh, really? when someone like me comes in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll and we darn. determined the energy of the house based on when it was built on that plot of land. Yeah, um, I'll be darned. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh. Is this something you with with um, earth? Is it earth energy or is it a combination of earth it's, energy and astrology? Uh, you know, astrological energy is is that a combo that is used when you are uh, analyzing the feng shui feng shui yes. of the of the land and the home. Yes, there is something called Earth Chi, Heaven Chi, and Human Chi. And those three combined, first we look at each one individually, and then we combine them, and then we take a look at your personal qua, your personal um, attributes and, and space based on your, your time of birth, and then we find out when that house was built there. The I call it the house's date of birth, and... Um, combined and separate, we look at all of that and um, and we make a determination on where the good creative spaces are. But we have to take measurements and uh, compass measurements and yeah. and we grid it and we we create a grid and that determines 
which spaces in your house are better suited for different things like your office or your bedroom or and cool. um there there's all kinds of measures that go into feng shui it it sounds uh as you say it sounds very scientific it sounds like you have an awful lot of work cut out for you just to begin before you even get inside the home yes yes the you're right. It does. It takes um and and in addition to all of those measurements, you have um the um measurement of the individuals. Who how many people are in the home? Who's living in in what part of the house and um where are the children's bedrooms? Where's your bedroom? That kind of that kind of oh thing. My. And in addition to that, every year our energies change, so the energy of the formulation changes every year. So you get an update. After you get the basic, then you get an update. Just like astrology, you know, you might get your chart done, but every year you need an update of your chart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're very welcome. I was talking um, or in the chat room. We have a chat room, Anna Maria, uh-huh. and um, it's a live chat room, and Bird lover, uh, Roseanne, was having headset problems, and I don't know if they're resolved, so I'm just going to say, Roseanne, are you there now? Roseanne? I think not. So we'll just, uh, we'll just continue on. Um, one of the things that, uh, that I'm interested in, and I'm sure, uh, all of our listeners will be interested in, is, um, how how can I get rid of ghosts? How can I use feng shui to get rid of ghosts? Well, um, if they are there and they are bothering, and by the way, some people call me and they don't bother them, and they've seen their grandmother or their mom or their dad, and, and they're there and it doesn't bother them to see them. In fact, they find comfort in that, and that's perfectly fine. You know, that's that's perfectly fine. They're here for a reason. And, uh-huh. But if they are very disruptive, and I come in and assess the situation, there are clearing methods that I use and employ. But I ha- there are ten things on the back of my book, ten um, tips that you could use to kind of keep them away. And there's ten rules to a serene and ghost-free environment on the back of my book. One of them, one of the rules to keep um, them from being there is to... Um, to d- don't live near or across from a funeral parlor, a cemetery, a gravesite, a dumpster, or a hospital, because even churches tend to attract spirits. These are areas that attract spirits, and it's one of the things. There's many things that attracts them. So in order not to have them to start, just um, don't have a dark, damp, dank place. Don't. You know, open your windows, let the air in. Don't have too many bushes near your windows and near your doors. And, um, you know, that those are some of the tips that keep them away. If they're there and they, they and you do all of these, um, if you obey all these rules and they're still there and you have someone like me come in, then I employ some things. And one of the things that I use is uh, salt. And we've seen these in, the, in movies and films, and and it does work. Um, if you put um, some rock salt, uh, little clumps of rock salt in each corner of your house, um, that works sometimes. Really? How interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have you a know, question. The best, the best thing is to just ask them to go away. Just approach them in a very... Um, you know, not in a yelling or, or a, a negative manner. Just uh, please leave. This is my home, and I don't want you here. You've got to go, and you've got to go now. This is where I live. You don't belong here. You need to cross over. You need to go where you belong. And sometimes that works. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you where I live, Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. A, a block and a half behind me, if I stand in my attic, I can actually see the roof and part of the building. It's a very large funeral home. Wow. At, 
um, at the top of the hill um, of my street, which is like maybe it's two houses and a parking lot, is a great big Methodist church. And across the street from me, in front of my house, is a dumpster. Three of them. Wow. So, wow. You've got... <laughs> now, so do you wonder why I have this whole yeah. child up in, in my in my attic? You guys, it's a ghost. I don't have a real kid up there, okay? <laughs> don't anybody think I have a real child locked in the attic? No, no, no flowers in the attic here. Uh, so, that, but this little, this uh, the young person, it's just a, a, a toddler, really, that's up there has been here for a long time because I know the, the previous uh, two owners of the house that I live in, and the house is approximately 130 years old. So uh, it's kind of interesting that I'm not the only person, and, and I was not aware uh, that, the spirit lived here when I when I moved into this house. Mm-hmm. But were, you, were you told that someone had died in the house? No, and and I don't know that somebody did die in the house. I don't know why this little boy is here. Mm-hmm. I, I have no yeah. clue. But but uh, he's been here for an awfully long time. Uh, the family that lived here um, and raised their family here. I. I I'm usually the, the uh, warden at uh, elections and, and uh, so on here in town. And one of the people that works with me is is one of the is a lady who lived here for quite many years mm-hmm. and had uh, her family here and, and her kids and and she would uh, have uh, experiences with with mm-hmm. the little one and uh, quite interesting. But but you know he's just a little prankster and there's you know no nothing evil happening. Mm-hmm. Just a kid who's uh, locked in this house, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just, you know, I, I can't. Here I am. I have funeral home on one side. I have dumpsters across the street. Thank God for the bamboo, so I don't have to see them. And at the top of my hill is this giant Methodist church. And uh, so, geez, are we surprised? <laughs> yeah, we're not surprised. <laughs> I didn't think so. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even though um, churches are a place where we also celebrate, it's a place where we mourn, where we have funerals, where there's a lot of, you're appealing, you're calling forth uh, spirits. You're, you're, you know, you're calling forth, you're praying to them. And, and so when you appeal to that energy, it comes forth. And churches seem to have more portals that, that allow them to come through. So you know, it's um, they they like to be where they're welcomed too. So. Yes, uh, you know, I used to um, um, I used to clean ch- the churches here in town, the different churches. I did it for pay, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I have to say, I have to say, you know, they must have known, or there must be some sort of uh, unconscious feng shui because. I'm sure all of you uh, can relate to this, but when you walk into a church, don't you feel good? Doesn't the atmosphere make you feel good? I mean, I realize that a lot of it is just pews and so on, back and forth, back and forth, or chairs, but there's something about just walking into that building that makes you feel good. Uh, it's, it's quite, um, to me, it's quite interesting that, you know, making yeah, this... You're not going to find negative forces in a church unless you're watching a movie. Um, yeah, you're not going to find you're going to find um, you're going to find some pretty interesting um, apparitions in a church. I have a friend who is a, pa- a pastor at a church in Chicago, and um, and he said there are spirits and ghosts and apparitions in that church, and that other people have seen it. The congregation has seen them. It's been reported many times over and over again. It doesn't mean they're dangerous. It doesn't mean they're going to attack. Uh, and I think that we have misinformation and it's some and about ghosts and we because of movies we think they're going to attack us. But but not that's not true all the time. I mean that's just um, that's that's an unusual situation. So. Um, Roseanne had a question, and I was looking in the chat room trying to see what it was. You used it. Um, you used a term for yourself, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, where is that? Something and about energy. You didn't catch the term or as a title that you have for yourself, perhaps, uh, one of your uh, degrees or diplomas? Well, I've, um, I've taken um, a, a certification course on being an intuitive healer. Intuitive? And, uh, an intuitive healer. And the person who taught it uh, is a psychiatrist who deals with um, energies, positive energies, and is trying to um, promote this in the healthcare system where um, people like me would go and um, uh, who have talent in healing, uh, a healing of uh, an, a non-medicinal way, but healing of the soul of the spirit, and uh, and and people who are highly intuitive and who are, as she referred to me, she referred to me as a sensing empath, because I can sense these things, I can sense entities, and I can um, I can know when things are going to happen sometimes. So I can um, I know futuristic occurrences sometimes. Uh, I'm not saying that this is my life every single day of the year, but there are times when I can predict if someone is going to die. And um, other other uh, for instance, cats can do that. Uh-huh. They use they use co- cats in uh, hospices, and a cat will know when someone is about to die. I knew I got rid of my cat for a reason. <laughs> but cats can also know when someone is ill or when someone has a disease or when someone is, um, uh, you know, having a particular ailment. And um, it's, in my, it's in my book about a cat who um, a friend of mine had and called me and said, you know, this cat keeps pawing at my breast, my left breast, and just paws and paws. This is such uh, behavior that I've never seen before. What do you think? What do you think? And I said, well, I want you to go to your doctor, and I want him to check it out and have it um, examined and have him do all the testing that he needs to do. And she called me after afterwards and said, guess what? I had stage one cancer in that spot. Wow. And this cat literally saved her life because had the cat not been around to do that and to make her more sensitive to it, and had she not mentioned it to me, she probably would have ignored it for a while. Uh-huh. And and they got rid of it, and she's fine. She has no cancer. They awesome. take care of it. Awesome. So, you know, when when people have these abilities, for instance, if I ever see um, a ghost mask or a death mask on someone, and I'm in a large environment, large meeting, I can't just go up to somebody and say, "Hey, you know, you better go see your doctor," because it's inappropriate for me to do that. Exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah. So you know, there's lots of things that I that I know and see and. And and have to keep to myself, and, and and that's that's quite a burden to carry at times too. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's very very scary, you know, to have to say, you know, uh, I don't think that they're going to live much longer, or they've got a couple months more to live, or they're going to die soon, or, you know, it, it, it's something that is best kept to yourself. Uh-huh. And, um huh. And that's that's uh, kind of sad. That do you have somebody that you can share these things with? Is, do do you share these um, with? Yes, I do. I do. I have other people who have the same sensibilities. Good. Who who are um, able to um, um, reassure me and affirm me and you know understand what I go through with this. Yes, because um, I I was you know I know that that um, it is important to not have to carry these um, visions or visualizations actually mm-hmm. um, alone. It, it could be, become quite a heavy burden, actually. Yeah, and and they and sometimes it's a random thing, and sometimes you know it's um, it just comes, and I don't know, I don't understand it myself how I get them, uh-huh. but um, but they do, they're here, and and um, you know some people um, are more talented that way. That's why I want to share these things with people so that they're not afraid of ha- not only possessing them but of of seeing them, of seeing entities, and of seeing things that um, they find unusual. You know, sometimes our brain works in in a way that we don't want to admit it or we don't want to have to um, explain it. And so we say, oh, well, you know, that was just my imagination. I was at a bad place, and that was just my imagination. And, you know, we ignore them, and, um, and it doesn't serve us because 
if we know we have such a talent, we could use it to our advantage. If we know we're highly intuitive, then we know not to go down that street that day, and it could save our lives. Exactly. So honing in on our intuition can serve us to heal ourselves. It can serve other people to heal them, and it's a gift. It's a it's a gift. It it is a gift, and unfortunately, there are times when when uh, it's a curse. Um, yes. <laughs> You know, and, and, uh, I try not to look at it that way, but you know, you're right. You know, it's it's um, uncomfortable at times, at best. It definitely, it definitely can be. Um, we just have a, a very few minutes left, and, and so I, I just want to uh, ask you. Um, you've worked for many, many people. Some, some uh, are would be the names would be known to everyone, most likely. Um, the one, the one name that's in your uh, press kit that uh, that impressed me was uh, Einstein. I believe it was that, if memory serves me, was that Einstein was a believer in feng shui. Um, oh yes, oh yes. I, I just thought, you know, here's here's a man that we all just sort of admire and respect. Um, needless to say, away, but you know. When, when you make the connection with somebody that we all think of as, as pure genius and his belief in feng shui, it, you know, that sort of lends itself to the validity yes. of, you know, it doesn't mean that you're just falling into uh, a thing that's the thing right now, you know, because uh, five years ago the general public probably wouldn't have known uh, feng shui and... Um, now it seems to be something that we hear of more and more. And I think also um, because um, we are embracing and looking for ways to make our lives, our hectic, hectic modern lives better. And uh, just making the connection between feng shui and Einstein or Oprah, who everybody loves. You yeah, know. he uses feng shui. Yes, so, so you know, um, so you've worked for many famous people, not Einstein, because I know you're not that old. <laughs> I know you're not. I know from your voice. <laughs> he, you know, Einstein, I love Einstein because he he brought it forth. He, he brought it forward, and I think that in about 10 years, everybody is going to know what feng shui is. Everybody's going to want to do it. Everybody will do it. But he understood the principles of feng shui, and he said everything is determined by forces over which we have no control, whether it's an insect or a star, human beings, vegetables, or cosmic dust. We all dance to the mysterious tune intoned in the distance by an invisible piper. And, you know, there was an article about that and him in the Saturday Evening Post, October 26th, 1929. Oh my word! <laughs> so you know, it's it's not fresh, spanking new. It's just that in the in the Western culture, as we understand it, some of us think of it as something brand new. But I think because of you know the ability to do radio shows and you bringing guests like me on, other people will hear about it. They'll get to understand it, and they'll want to learn more about it. And, um, you know, every, when we learn something that we're afraid of, we're no longer afraid of it once we learn it. Exactly. And I think that, you know, I think every one of you out there need to run right over to www.prezio.com and order Anna Maria's book, Confessions of a Feng Shui Ghostbuster. And everybody be sure and say Feng Shui. <laughs> feng Shui. So that we have it right. So be I want to hear you repeat after me. Feng Shui. Feng Shui. <laughs> All right. So this has been such a pleasure. We have about two or three minutes. Is there anything that you'd like to share with us in, in the few minutes we have left, Anna Maria? Uh, yes. You know, um, I am working on a new book. It's called um, Quick Home Sales Through the Power of Feng Shui. And it will be an instant way to sell your house if you're in the market to sell. There's lots of good things in the book, and just look for it on my website. And I also wanted to say that when you create a better and more harmonious environment, it uplifts your spirits, and it raises your vibrations. 
and our spirits then become naturally in tune with creation and our divine self. And I'd, I'd like to just thank everybody for listening, and thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, it has been my pleasure to meet you, and I know that uh, that our, our uh, chat room and, and our callers have enjoyed you, and I'm sure that um, every single one of us has have gained knowledge from you tonight, and I know that I have, and I'm just I'm really excited about this. And, and uh, um, Barb, our caller from Minnesota, she had said in the chat room that uh, she was always comfortable at my house. She comes to visit me for four weeks every every year here in Maine, and uh, I thought that was quite a compliment because sometimes uh, my house is quite cluttered, and I saw that one of the things in your book is about decluttering, and um, I I decluttered about three years ago. I traded houses. Uh, I I only moved about five blocks away, but I traded houses and uh, because I wanted to downsize, and I probably gave away and got rid of probably maybe a third of everything I owned over the years. I'm 60 years old. I've had a lot of time to collect things. Yeah. And I got rid of a third. And when we moved into this home here, it was uh, a lot more sparse, sparsely furnished and sparsely cluttered as compared to our old home that we'd lived in for years and years and years. But I find that, I find that, um, I'm lining the walls with old furniture and stuff again. So I'm just, you know, one of the things that you say here is declutter, declutter, and and I think I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to do some decluttering. Well, well, here's a tip: whenever you bring something new into the house, you take something old out, take something that you don't want out, and then you're even. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty hard for me. I'm a I'm a gatherer. <laughs> I am a gatherer for sure. Anna Maria, thank you so much. Oh, I hope that you. all of your trips home, that three miles, takes you less than two hours for the coming year. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for your blessing. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, you're very welcome. It's oh, been a pleasure. Thank I you. thank Good you night, so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, I'm going to tell everyone about this month. is called Book It Month at Serious Business here on Blog Talk Radio tonight. Needless to say, we had a wonderful time with Anna Maria Prezario. I'm probably saying her last name wrong. Prezio. And her web, her web address is www.prezio.com. Run right over there and purchase her book. I think it can be life-changing. Next week, we have Lanaya Lee who has written a book called Of Atlantis. It's a work of fiction, needless to say, but I think that you will find Linnea a very interesting person. She's a young woman um, in second grade. She was reading on a fourth grade level, and so they moved her to a private school to enhance her education, they being her parents. When she was nine years old, her mother died from a massive stroke. Because her father was rarely home, her grandmother, a professed black witch, gained custody. And it goes on from there. Um, she's had three miscarriages. She is she had a massive she had a massive stroke and um, she was in the hospital for seven months. She's in a wheelchair. This is a woman who is nothing but pure courage, pure strength, pure guts. She has decided that her life is not going to be spent on the dole. She's married. She and her husband live independently. And I think that we're going to have a wonderful visit with Lenaya Lee and talk of her book of Atlantis. Our next guest will be for the uh, Friday the 20th is Rosemary. Oh, another Rosemary. And I would tell you all about her if I could find the page I'm looking for. What do you think about that, folks? We've lost Rosemary. Anyway, we're going to have Rosemary. And I think you're going to laugh at me when I try and pronounce the name, which is Nisitisic Witch. And 
she will be with us on the 20th. And on the 27th, we are going to have Jill, the author of the book, John Holmes, Measured in Inches. Uh, you all go out and look up John Holmes and be sure and join us every Friday night, 7 p.m. here at Blog Talk Radio. So you can we're off the You can have fun with all of us here every week. Um, soon we'll have a new website up for Serious Business, soon to be at seriousbusinessradio.com. And, yes, and you can hear me and see me and love me, and then eventually you're going to have to leave me at coreyal.com and radiobedroom.com because I've got a lot of stuff going on. I've got way too much stuff going on. Anyway, so now I'm going to let her ungood night and talk a little bit more about the Nisita. I'm going to let her say that because I can't say it. <laughs> okay. For the 20th, we're going to have Rosemary Chalk, Nisita Witch, um, which is about the environment, pollution, hiking in the White Mountains, canoeing in the Allagash, um, Inuit Indians. This lady has led a fascinating life, and she's going to share it with us. She's going to share her con- concerns about our environment with us. Everybody, tune in. Thank you so much for joining us tonight at Blog Talk Radio, Serious Business. This is mainly Lowy and Corey Lisham saying God bless and good night. You've just listened to an IYR The Classics broadcast. Learn more about IYR The Classics at theclassics.itsyourradio.com. It's your radio, the future of radio. www.itsyourradio.com.